You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Actually, it's the, it's the lead play in our, in our offense. What's up, guys? Welcome into Packers Total Access. My name is Clayton. You can check us out on Packernet.com. You can find me on Twitter at Packers underscore access. You can email us at Packers Total Access at gmail.com. You can text us 865-658-5824. I'm joined alongside Tim live in Green Bay. My man's back in town. Tim, how was the trip, bro? Oh, it was great, man. Got to spend some time with uh, Pops for his birthday. Had some fun. Kind of got off the radar for a little bit. Just hung out. It was good, man. Thanks for uh, thanks for uh, giving me a break for sure. Appreciate <laughs> it, you guys. You guys yeah. did a good job holding it down. Um, shout out to Jacob and uh, Emilio for sure, and you, Clayton. You did a flying solo dolo, man. Always, always a, a fun challenge, right? Man, I used to be conditioned to do that, and now I've gotten so used to two or three people being on the stream, just hanging out, and talking. You know, and now <laughs> I'm like, man, this is work again. This sucks. <laughs> but no, it was it was all right. Though. The chat was awesome as usual for sure. Um, obviously we got, what are we doing with this dumpstruck? I had this pulled up here for tomorrow. Let's get that off the screen and get to a real background. You ready for this, Tim? Yeah. There we go. That's the one <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, man? Is that uh, 65% frozen in time? I'm telling you right, man. Look at the joy in these eyes. I'm telling you. Oh, I love it, love it, love it. For those of you on the pod, we just put about a, I don't know, a, a life size, uh, shot of, uh, of Mark Murphy on the screen here. And let me tell you, it was, uh, it was something right out of Andy Griffith. There's no two ways about it, <laughs> but a uh, Derek K going to get us started off. Right. Says, just go ahead and hit it. Just hit it one time for me. I think I will actually, since you asked very nicely there, Derek. 65%. 65%. <laughs> that's what we- okay, so, you know, obviously 65% is dead, but the playoffs are very much so alive, Tim. Today we had a couple things go our way, a couple things not go our way. 
Um, what's awesome about the position that the Packers are in right now is obviously they control their own destiny, and that's all we could ever ask for going into this season. Youngest team in the league. We've talked about it over and over and over. Um, it just sucked watching that uh, that Raiders game because they had every opportunity to beat the Vikings, and, man, that would have been best-case scenario, no doubt about it. I know you've been a little bit out of the loop, but what I'm going to do here is uh, is kind of fill everybody in on what happened today as far as the scores. Tim, I'm going to get your take on all of them as well. And uh, then we'll get into some uh, some other stuff here on the backside, uh, a little bit of Ma- Pat Mahomes talk. I've seen everybody in the chat talking about Patrick Mahomes. Had an absolute meltdown on the sideline, threw a little hissy fit because he didn't get the call. Imagine that. Pat Mahomes didn't get a call. Hmm. Um, <laughs> all I could think about while he was throwing that little that little fit, Tim, was that, that BS – Roughing the passer, unnecessary roughness, whatever you want to call it, unnecessary roughness, I guess the technical penalty that got caught on the Packers for hitting him inbounds while he's running along the sideline. Um, but you see how he responds, how he reacts when things don't go his way, and that just, I don't know, it irks me, man, it really does. But let's get into the scores real quick. So around the league today, the uh, the Bills beat the Chiefs 20-17. to 17. That's why, of course, Pat Mahomes threw the fit. We'll hit on it here in a minute. Uh, the Eagles are getting ready to play the Cowboys, obviously. The Bears beat the Lions 28 to 13. The Ravens beat the Rams 37 to 31. That helped us there. Um, actually, the Bears beating the Lions gives us a slight chance, and I, I want to emphasize slight chance of winning the NFC North because <laughs> the, the Lions have a pretty easy schedule to, to wrap it up, um, especially with injuries and things to the Vikings and other teams. But uh, the Saints beat the Panthers 28 to 6. That one obviously didn't go our way. The Buccaneers beat the Falcons, and I believe the Buccaneers are now in the lead in the NFC South. So, obviously, the tiebreaker goes to the Falcons if we were to end with the same record, but right now we're a half a game up on them. That's why it's so important for us to finish out and finish out strong, right? Um, the Jaguars dropped it to the Browns 31-17. to The Jets beat the Texans 30-6 to with Zach Wilson at the helm, Randall Cobb, Got a, got a touchdown there. That was kind of cool to see. But obviously we need to mention um, with the Houston Texans, uh, C.J. Stroud went out with, I believe, what they were diagnosed uh, diagnosing as a concussion. Uh, the Bengals beat the Colts 34-13. 49ers beat the Seahawks 28-16. Obviously that one helps us a lot there as well with the Seahawks uh, being 6-6 six six coming into this week. They now dropped 6-7. The Vikings beat the Raiders in extra innings 3-0. Um, and then, of course, the, uh, the Broncos beat the Chargers. Uh, 24 to 7. So, Tim, anything you want to hit on there, man, as far as those scores? Obviously, I think we had a couple go our way and a couple not go our way. And we'll uh, we'll take a look at the standings here as well. Um, Tampa and Atlanta. Yeah, interesting. Um, interesting scenario developing in the uh, dumpster fire that is the NFC South. Um, and a game for us coming up next week at home against Tampa Bay, which could prove to have – some playoff implications, certainly, as far as seeding and things like that. Um, you know, holding the tiebreaker over the Saints is good. But now, of course, we've got Tampa Bay surging here and, um, you know, looking to improve their record. So that one kind of stuck out to me. And then, uh, of course, happy to see uh, San Francisco taking care of Seattle. That was uh, definitely on the radar as a concern game uh, as far as our our playoff implications. So it was good to see that today. Yeah, for sure. No doubt about it. Um, I know there's a little bit of Jair Alexander chatter. We're going to get to that here shortly, guys. Let's look at the Lions and the Bears box score real quick. You know, you're probably asking yourself, how in the world did the Lions lose to the Bears? Well, obviously, they were in Chicago on the road. A little bit chilly, a little bit windy. At least it looked like it in the pregame. 
But Jared Goff throws two picks. He went 20 of 35 for 161, one touchdown, two interceptions, had a rating, a passer rating of 54.6. Justin Fields protected the football. He didn't turn it over, right? That's the big thing. Um, you know, 19 of 33, 223, 223 yards passing one touchdown with a passer rating of 88.3. He had 12 carries, Tim, 12 carries for 58 yards, average 4.8 yards a carry. And I'm telling you, man, he had a touchdown too. They beat him to death all day long. Some of those runs, I'm like, this guy is not going to last another three years in the league. I mean, he just got smoked time and time again. And you can see those defenders too, intentionally trying to fall on top of him. You know what I mean? Because you can't do it in the pocket. And, you know, hey, you're fair game when you're outside of the pocket, right? You're going to play that kind of ball. You're just asking for trouble, man. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I think, I mean, it's kind of telling, 19 to 33, a little over 200 yards, a tutter, 88.3 rating. That's like as close to lights out as you're going to get with, with Justin Fields. It really is, yeah. As your quarterback. So, um, you know, good for the Bears. They were uh, they were due. They needed a, they needed a win. So, uh, you know, that's cool. Always good to see Detroit lose, too. So, we'll take yeah. it, I guess. No doubt about it. Um, so obviously the Lions drop drop one there too. The Bears they fall to nine and four now on the season. Let's go to this barn burner right here, man. Vikings Raiders. Not a single point was scored until the two minute the two minute warning in the fourth quarter. After the two minute warning in the fourth quarter, Tim, it was horrendous. You should have seen Lincoln. Lincoln was sitting on the couch with me downstairs. He's looking at me like, "Is this really happening?" I took a picture of him and posted it on Twitter. Like it was just unbelievable. I, I've never watched a football game like that. And people were bringing up a, a rain game between Miami and someone back in back in the day. It might have been the early 2000s or maybe late 90s, but obviously it was a monsoon, muddy, and all that stuff down in Florida. This was, you know, indoors in Vegas. I mean, it was just – it was it looked like a dumpster fire all game long. Um, Aiden O'Connell threw a pick uh, for the Raiders. He was uh, 20 of 31. He threw that pick at the end of the game, if I remember correctly. Look at this, though, Tim. 20 of 31 for 142 yards passing, bro. Like just horrendous on the on the Vikings side, they ended up benching Joshua Dobbs. He was ten of twenty three uh, for sixty three yards, no touchdowns, no picks, passer rating of fifty point eight. They bring in Nick Mullins late there, nine of thirteen for eighty three yards, no touchdowns, no picks. Obviously, a field goal was the was the difference in the game there. I mean, it was just it was hard to watch, dude. So even though the Vikings get the win there and they stay, uh, you know, a step ahead of us, I think I feel really comfortable saying I like our chances of playing Minnesota as we come down the stretch here, um, because they're just – I mean, they're banged up. Another thing that happened to Tim, I'm going to kind of highlight it here, Justin Jefferson came back from injury, right, and got hurt again. So I'm going to put it up on the screen here and show you guys this. In- Actually, let me get your take on this Vikings game first, and then we'll put it up on the screen, Tim. I apologize. Um, anything stick out to you there other than just a bunch of backup quarterbacks playing a bunch of backup quarterbacks, right? That's, that's what it looks like, you know. And, I mean, I didn't watch this game, so I don't want to get into – heavy detail. I, I, I feel grateful that I didn't watch this game, you should. Um, but it, it does like looking at Minnesota's perspective. It's like, you know, you pulled Dobbs and then you basically got the same performance out of Mullins. You know, you got less than stellar production and didn't do, didn't do much. Um, and that looks like panic, right? If you're, you know, you're kind of musical chairs at quarterback, you're, you know, kind of looking like the New York jets there a little bit little little panic at the helm um but yeah i mean i certainly it does it helps our confidence going against this minnesota team here towards the end of the year uh on the road uh, makes me really really wish we would have got that one against them earlier this year at lambo um 
but yeah, they're certainly not as intimidating as they maybe were a little bit earlier in the season. So, you yeah. know, hopefully we can leapfrog them. You know, I really think it's a possibility. <clears throat> Definitely. Omer in the chat said, Clayton ain't going to believe we're winning the division until it's done. And when it is, I'm going to ride him hard for, hey, come on now, I'm married. Ride him hard for conceding division two weeks ago, LMAO. So let me ask you this, Omer. You want to put a friendly wager on it, my friend? Let's do it. You want to put a little friendly <laughs> wager on it? I'm just saying a little action, a little money where your mouth is. Maybe, maybe not. Okay. Um, look at their remaining schedule. Let me ask you this. Do you think that the Lions are going to lose to the Vikings? I'll wait for your answer. <laughs> I would love to see the Packers win the North. Is it possible? Absolutely it's possible. As a matter of fact, we'll pull up the standings right now. But for you to be so confident, my man, I don't know. I'm just saying. What makes you so confident that the Lions are going to drop one of those two games to the Vikings and the Packers are going to win out? That's my question, right? Now, I don't mean to be a negative Nancy, but you guys know I'm as big a homer as there is when it comes to the Packers. But when you say, you know, he ain't going to believe it until it's done and then I'm going to ride him hard, I'm just saying, bro. That's uh, it's kind of a kind of a stout take there, my man. You know what I mean? Let's pull up the standings real quick, Tim. Um, well, let's get to the Justin Jefferson injury, and then we'll pull up the standings, all right? So Justin Jefferson came back from the knee injury, obviously. Um, it was a knee, right? Was it knee or ankle? What was his injury? Do you remember? I thought it was knee. I believe it was knee. I think it was too. I don't Tim. know. Don't quote but, me on that, but I think so. Here, here is the hit he took. Oh, I mean, it is. Oh, RIP to your right side rib cage, brother. Bam. They're, they're saying a chest injury, but I mean, that has got to be a rib injury, right? Well, that I guess, I mean, ribs, chest, you know, yeah. I'm just, sure they're waiting for, uh, you know, in depth x rays, but I'm right. assuming, I mean, great move though to free himself up for this oh, hospital yeah. ball. He's but, still uh, Justin Jefferson. That's a fact. Yeah. That's a hospital yeah. ball, though, up high yeah. over the middle. Yeah, my. Good night. Oof. Yeah, yeah bro. Now, this, this is the whole, you know, it's where I'm on the fence. You know, it's like, how do you play defense in the NFL anymore? You know, because, I mean, he's definitely a defenseless receiver in that situation. But how do you fault a, a DB for, you know, getting his head out of there? You know, he turned his head out and hit with shoulder. That's 100% shoulder contact there. Nothing dirty about that play. It's just yeah. one of those unfortunate things in, that happens in this game, you know? Right. To the best of my knowledge, they didn't throw a flag. I don't remember seeing one. I just remember immediately thinking, oh, no, dude, that looks bad. It reminded me of Jordy Nelson's rib injury. Remember back in the day? Yeah. Oh, yeah, along the sideline. I remember to me, that. that. That's the one that ended his career too, Tim. Oh. Like, he was yeah. not the same player after that, man. No, and it was, to his credit, you know, he tried to come back from that too. I believe yeah. he missed one week, and then he had the flak jacket on, maybe one or two weeks. And he, and he made an attempt to come back. But you're right, man. I don't know how it's ever the same for you. Um, yeah. And that's that area of the field that I really wish, you know, or I wanted them to enforce this uh, defenseless receiver move, you know, because you're going up along the sidelines for a toe tapper. And, you know, that's all you're doing is you're trying to keep your feet down and catch that ball. You're absolutely no threat to turn and run or anything. Um, so that's where I like that defenseless receiver, um, you know, rule change. But over the middle like that going up for a high ball what do you that's just football being football right there it's unfortunate you know i don't was uh was that mullins who threw him that one or i didn't um, see that game or was that no, earlier that, with that dobbs? early that would have been dobbs yeah yeah see if that ball's down if that's one where you're asking your receiver to kind of do the old you know the old baseball slide and make the make the catch kind of deal 
um, maybe he's okay. But having to go up like that over the middle is – you always cringe when you see your franchise receiver, right, doing that. It's like, <laughs> Yeah, it's tough. Doug in the chat said, do we think that's what got Dobbs benched? I don't oh. know when it happened as far as the benching in conjunction with the injury, but it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, that's that's got to be tough. You know, you know, Kevin O'Connell was like, we just I mean, it's like you just got your car out of the shop, bro. You just got it painted. Yep. It's brand new paint job. And and you just you take it and curb it right off the bat. Like, <laughs> you, you know, the whether it's your one of your, your teenage children or or maybe your significant other takes it out for a spin and gets it dented up. That's a tough look, man. It's tough. I, you know, I, like I said, my nephew's a big Vikings fan, and uh, I messaged him earlier today. I said, man, it's huge that Justin Jefferson's back because you'll get a, a true assessment of Josh Dobbs because, you know, there was some rumblings a couple weeks ago that, you know, he may be the quarterback of the future. Of course, he's really cooled off since then. And then after today, I think we can put that to bed. So you got your answer. Unfortunately, you lost your uh, your number one player there in, uh, in Justin Jefferson. I say unfortunately, but you guys know I – I'm not going to lose any sleep over it. There ain't no two ways about that. Um, let's see. We'll come back to the Sunday night football question there. Um, yeah, right here, Doug says, that throw laying out his receiver, clean hit. There was no flag. Got it. Um, yeah, I completely agree. It was a clean hit, man. There's there's no two ways about it. Um, let's see what Red Mo says here. Red Mo says, Tom Brady said earlier this season, quote, it's up to the offensive player to protect ourselves. That means a quarterback and wide receiver. Defense is hard enough. Can't be DB's fault when a receiver is flying at him. Yeah, Tom Brady actually said, we played the game different. There's so many times that I dirted a ball because I didn't want to get my guy hit. Nowadays, they're actually throwing that pass to him to try to draw a flag. Man, It's got to be frustrating as a defender, right? Oh, yeah. Like I said, that's why I have so much respect for these guys that, that do it at a high level because it's, it's even more challenging now uh, to play defense than it was – I mean, even five five seasons ago, you know, five years ago, let alone maybe 10, 15 years ago. Um, and, you know, it's okay. I mean, you're like I said, this is the league's effort to make a inherently unsafe game safer, which is going to constantly be a struggle. Um, but, you know, it, it does. It makes these defenders have to be a little smarter, right? You got you to gotta be more anticipatory. You've got to play with your feet a lot more, get yourself in a position uh, to make plays rather than just, pure physicality and flying in and knocking someone's block off, you know, but um, I'm, I'm a big fan of hard nosed football. As long as it's not dirty, there's nothing wrong with a good clean hit and maybe it looks violent. Maybe it sounds crazy. Uh, doesn't mean that it's illegal or should be penalized. So uh, it's, it's a fine line in the, in the league, you know, it's tough. Definitely. Jake K in the chat says, we're going to talk Packers yet, but we're talking NFC North. We're talking about the playoffs. We're talking about the Packers. Playoffs? I don't know what you want me to talk about with the Packers. If you got a specific topic, fire away, my man. If not, then just kind of hang out or go watch something else. I'm not trying to be a prick, but, you know, we're talking about how the wins and losses today affected the playoffs for the Packers. Yep. That's what we're talking about, okay? I mean, it's, it's that simple. So, and so, certainly Minnesota losing J.J., uh, is a big Huge. deal for, Absolutely. for us in this future matchup. Yeah, I mean they're they're ahead of us in the standings right now. <laughs> they just lost their best player, and we're not allowed to talk about it. Like, I don't know, man. That stuff hurts me. I apologize, to everybody else. But true. Anyway, all right, let's get to the standings here, Tim. Um, as we hit on them, the playoff picture. This is really cool. CBS Sports does an excellent job with this stuff. They show the current seating as well as the standings as it sits right now. Then we'll get to the NFC North standings too. 
Um, so essentially the standings are number one seed Philly. Obviously they're getting ready to play Dallas, the number five seed um, here in just a second on Sunday night football. Uh, San Francisco in the two seed, Detroit in the three seed, Tampa Bay in the four seed. Like I said, Dallas in the five seed, the Minnesota Vikings in the six seed. You know, the team we were just talking about, uh, they are seven and six now, a full or a half a game up on us. Obviously playing tomorrow night, we got a chance to uh, maintain that number seven seed. I think we've got the seven seed regardless, but I could be wrong there, Tim. Um, if someone wants to do a little bit of digging in the chat. Appreciate that. Um, but currently we are in the seven seed at six and six. So the uh, the other games that we just mentioned on the box score and how they apply to the Packers is Seattle obviously lost today to the 49ers. They're six and seven now, so they're a half a game behind us. The L.A. Rams lost today um, to the Baltimore Ravens. They're a half a game behind us. And the Atlanta Falcons obviously uh, are down to six and seven now, and they are a half a game behind us as well. I'm going to drop this banner real quick just to make sure I'm not missing one. Yeah, New Orleans as well, six and seven. So you can see, man, there's not a lot of cushion, not a lot of cushion for mistake here, man. Um, you got to win these winnable games if you want to get in the playoffs. Anything can happen up to this point. That's why two weeks ago when O'Mare was giving me a hard time about rooting for the uh, the Falcons to lose in a game, it was real simple. You know, you want all of these teams that are in the hunt to drop as many games as possible. Unless they're playing a head-to-head, then you can kind of take your pick because there's so many games left in the season. Now you're getting down the stretch. You can really start to zero in on this. Um, as far as what these teams are playing next week, obviously uh, Minnesota travels to Cincinnati. I think that'll be a tough game for Minnesota. I do. Um, we are going to be playing, obviously, the New York Giants uh, tomorrow night. The Seattle Seahawks will be playing Philly at home next week. That's a tough – that's probably going to be a loss for them. Let's be realistic. L.A. Rams and the Washington Redskins – Washington football team, commanders, whatever you want to call them. Um, they're going to be playing uh, in, in Washington, the L.A. Rams are. That will probably be a, a dub for L.A., I would imagine, if I had to pick it. And then Atlanta at Carolina, um, probably going to be a win for Carolina, New Orleans versus the New York Giants. Probably a win there for the New Orleans Saints if I had to pick one way or another. So you're looking next week. You got to go out and take care of business against the Giants, Tim. You got to stay a half a game. You got to stay in the mix here anyway, right? Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And you know this, you know this little lull in our schedule here where we got these quote unquote you know easy wins, as people like to think. You know this legal humble you quick, like our head coach says. And uh, you know for all intents and purposes, the playoffs are, have started for the Packers. You know they they went on this uh, three game win streak here, right? Or we're on, uh, I believe we're three game win streak, four out of our last five, or something like that. Um, you know, turning your season around, well, there's very little margin of error. Yeah, there's a scenario where we could drop one of these games and still get in, but I don't, I don't like that scenario. I don't want right. to, <laughs> I don't want, I don't want that scenario to play out. I'd like to see us win out. And quite honestly, looking at this playoff picture here, this would be ideal for me for, for us to go on, have to go on the road to our nemesis, San Francisco, the hill that we could not get over for the last few seasons and to have to go in there and play them right away would be would be great, I think, um, as opposed to dealing with, you know, maybe Minnesota or Detroit, you know, another. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. 
With the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another divisional rival kind of game, you know, to start your your postseason. That can those can be tricky when you've seen so much of a team, right? Like we always talk about, it's real difficult to beat a a division rival more than once uh, in a season, let alone having to beat them twice. Um, so I don't know, but I do think back to those uh, wonderful days of you know running the table and beating the Bears in the last game of the season to go and beat them the next week in the in the playoffs. That was uh, pretty good, too. So uh, you never know. But I, I do. I, I like the Packers as the dogs. I like them, um, you know, without a first round bye, without, you know, you know, division title and all of this. It's like I, you know, I, I, I'm not rooting for them not to win the division. Don't get me wrong. But I'm definitely uh, I definitely like the idea of like having to keep playing back against the wall football, you know, and being the underdog, having to go on the road. You know, a lot of times, man, uh, that's a death spike for a team. But I think this Packers team, they might be built for that this year. So uh, we'll see. And and the odds of us getting a home playoff game are slim to none. So we'll just see what they do. But it starts tomorrow night in New York taking care of business. Yeah, for sure, man. For sure. Paul Robertson in the chat said, Mike McCarthy's appendix, (laughs) quote, stay positive, guys. I don't know if you heard about that, but he had appendicitis or something, some kind of emergency situation. He was – out of the loop for a day and a half and right oh, back in the office, my man. Interesting. It wasn't the the Rona like the internet speculated on repeatedly oh, with, with baseless information. Yeah, I heard, I, I heard a lot of that chatter. And it's yeah. like, you know, <laughs> can't believe everything you read, you know. So glad glad Coach Mack is doing better, though. Um, you know, that's uh, no, no fun, right? No fun appendicitis. Let's get you to re-report that real quick for us, Tim. Joke, and we ain't gonna do it to you. <laughs> we don't do it to you. You got yeah, me I, over here opening up Twitter. I'm gonna <laughs> doom scroll to find it. But uh no, I saw some comments about that, you know, like yes, I, I don't get it. People just they they immediately want to jump to conclusion. You would have hated the episode this morning, Tim. Um, because we talked about you know 
Gary Ellerson and David Bakhtiari going at each other on Twitter over Jair Alexander. And oh, it was, man, it was a, it was an interesting episode. I enjoyed it though. It was cool to kind of dig into the, what the media actually does in the sports world for just a second, you know? Oh, we know what they do. <laughs> and Jake, uh, you're, you're all good, dude. I apologize for getting snippy with you, man. I uh, completely misunderstood you. That's on me, man. Uh, Jake K in the chat said, there's actually a movement to bring back the Washington football team commander's original name. And, uh, like someone actually said it. Yeah. Well, Jake said, uh, it's actually being led by native Americans. It's crazy too, because like, um, you hear so many different versions of the story. I've heard some people say, yeah, but it's a minute amount. I've heard others say, no, it's a huge movement. You guys know, I've told you, you know, I've got some uh, Cherokee in my blood. And when I was a kid, we rooted for, I'll just say the name. Cause that's what it was. We rooted for the Washington Redskins in the, in the late eighties, because my dad was like, you know, that's our people right there. That's our people. You know, it was, it was like a pride thing. I, I don't understand how people turn it into something negative, but it is hilarious that most of the people that make it negative are actually white people. And I'm like, why do you, if they don't, why do you care if they don't, I just don't understand it, man. I don't understand. 2023 though, man, you, uh, you're going to get that right for sure. Yep. Um, all right, let's see. Let's run through the chat real quick. Get caught up. Let me drop this uh, standings down again. We just wanted to hit on that, give everybody kind of a quick update. Um, so a little bit of Jair talk here. Jim in the chat said Jair is done as a football player, chronic shoulder issue. I think it's too early for that personally, Jim, but I respect your opinion. Derek K says Jair Alexander is done as a Packer. That seems to be, a, there's been a lot of talk about that. You know, if you had asked me earlier, Tim, do you think Jair will play tomorrow or not? I probably would have said, yeah. I'm like, he's trending in the right direction. The fact that they already ruled him out, which we'll kind of talk about here in a second, that's a bad look too, man. I don't know, dude. It's just – how do you feel about the Jair situation? Do you think it's strictly injury? And I mean, nothing else. It's just – I'm going to hey, be honest with you, I do. Dude, I'll, I'll, jump on the, I'll jump on the minority of this argument and defend Jair a little bit. Yeah, I do. And I also know that I'm not in that facility every day. Um, nearly every day, I'm kind of a – a chronic Lambeau field loiterer. You never know who you're going to run into over there, but uh, I certainly don't get the access that some of the media does. Um, you know, and I understand that, you know, people that are plugged in a little more, they can offer different insight, but they can also feel a lot of uh, speculatory kind of commentary on things. Um, look, job blew up that shoulder a few seasons ago. We all remember that play um, him playing hard nosed football, not being afraid to go in there and, and lay a guy out. And that's exactly what he did. And he busted that shoulder up nasty. I believe he never had surgery. I, I still can't confirm if he ever had the, the surgery. I believe he opted not to. And he rehabbed that shoulder. And that's part of the game. And you could be right that, you know, you have a bad shoulder. You know how many guys in the NFL have bad shoulders? I'd be willing to bet you it's more than half of the league probably has bad shoulders. And, you know, yeah, being a being a DB and that's kind of your job sometime is to go in there and, you know, put a hit on somebody. It's part of football. You know, the idea that there's some kind of, you know, whatever animosity or, or whatever it is uh, with Jair and the Packers and that Jai is, you know, somehow leaning on some some or making an injury that's there not as bad or make it worse than it seems. So he doesn't have to play. I don't buy that for for a moment at all um now as far as the commentary i agree with the sentiment that it's a little easier to to tolerate the the uh the antics that are jair alexander interviews when you're playing football and you're contributing 
Uh, there's some logic to that argument, but I do. I think it's injury that's keeping Ja off the field. Just like, uh, honestly, we see with Quay. Quay just picked up a shoulder injury. He's going to be missing a game uh, clearly tomorrow night as well. You know, those are serious injuries for a football player. You know, it seems like on the on the defense, we're dealing with the shoulder issues. On the offense, we're dealing with the hammies. You know, it's it's part of football. And to fault a player for injuring himself by playing this game is just asinine to me. And, um, you know, Ja's going to do what he does. What else can he do at this point? If he can't contribute on the field, he's going to hype his teammates up. He's going to, you know, he's going to a- answer questions the way he does when he's asked by the media. Um, you know, he's going to change. That's for sure. He ain't gonna no, change. he's not. And, you know, I, I also agree with the, uh, you know, the sentiment that um, it, you're kind of conflicting the messaging. You know, we talked about Lafleur's messaging to the team. I believe you touched on that this morning a little bit. You know, we got Lafleur saying, hey, the reality is we're a 500 football team. You know, every win matters. Uh, this league will humble you real quick. Make sure you keep your head in the game. And then, you know, you've got your 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 cornerback one here on the injury list talking about running the table. Yeah, it's kind of a conflict in in messaging. And I agree that that might put a little bit of extra pressure on some some of the younger guys for sure. Um, so that that's valid. But, um, you know, this whole jaw is done or jaw wants out or jaw is toxic to this team. I, I've seen nothing to support that whatsoever. And let's be honest, we know about the performance on the field, the the inconsistencies or the ups and downs that we've had as of late. But I'll tell you one thing, I don't want to hear anything about last year anymore. Like last year, it might as well be 5,000 years ago. I mean, we are rounding the turn towards the end of this season. Okay. Like, I don't want to hear about his play last year. And we go by the logic, like Coach LaFleur says, you're only good as your last game. Correct. Well, let's pull the tape and the numbers on Jair's last game as a Packer. He balled out. He absolutely balled out the last time he put on pads and went on the field. So I'm going to go ahead and defend him. Um, I think he's clearly frustrated, probably frustrated by the fact that he can't go out there. And, you know, you you heard the comments about him saying, you know, I'm the type of person who wants to put my best foot forward. And if I can't, if I feel like I can't put my best foot forward, it, you know, yeah, it, it, I don't want to be out there hurting the team. So maybe that's giving you insight that he's been trying to go. And if he feels like he can't go out there and run shoulder first into somebody and make a hit, then maybe maybe that is the idea to just keep rehabbing and to let Valentine and Valentine and these guys get some reps, you know, leadership comes in a lot of different forms. You know, we can agree to disagree when it comes to Jair, but I'm not willing to jump out on that limb and say things like he's done or, you know, he's cooked. I mean, it sounds awful lot like the, the same things people say about scoot being glass and all of this stuff. It's just, I don't, I don't buy into that at all. Yeah, if it was strictly the injury, I would 100% agree with you. Um, the part that I'm having a hard time with is Towser and Wildy and some of the other media members talking about him shouting that out in the locker room um, a couple weeks ago, three or four weeks ago, whenever it was, when he said he spoke to the media, he was real brief, real kind of quiet about it. And then as they walked off, he said, I'm tired of being scolded for things I'm saying to you guys. And that was off the record, basically is what he said. Um so it was like, why say that out loud? What you basically said was, hey, my coaches are idiots, and they told me I'm not allowed to say what I actually feel. Like, that's the only part where I'm like, okay. Well, I mean, you can read it that way, right? Or or you could look at it as a guy that's sick of the media. You know, I mean, I like, yeah. 
I mean, you know, uh, one, one could, I, I was a little put off by the line of questioning, you know, Oh, so jaw, is it just the injury keeping you off the field? Like, what are you, mm-hmm. you, you know, how he wanted to respond to that. Like, what the hell is that supposed to mean? Right. And that's the thing. Like, if so he I think that's I what I thought was Clayton is maybe that was the frustration job was saying is he wasn't frustrated with the Packers PR team or, or coaching staff telling him to watch what he's saying. He's probably frustrated with the media's questioning. Well, here's here's the thing. What what I'm referring to was several weeks ago, and what they were asking him about, or what the PR team talked to him about, was when he made the comments that um, we're just going to have to hold the the other team to zero points. And then he said, uh, maybe I could just play offense. Well, he said something along those lines. Okay, yeah, yeah those it was those remarks. So that was the part that I'm like, okay. Now, when it comes to the injury, yeah, the reporter that asked him that, I wish Job would respond and say, what What are you trying to say? Are you trying to say I'm faking an injury? And put yeah. them back on the spot like they try to corner everyone else because you know they've tried to corner Matt Lafleur multiple times this year. That's where him, two media members will, you know what I mean? That they'll literally yeah. go to each other before and say, "Look, I'm going to ask this question. If he answers this way, you ask this question. If he answers the other way, you ask this question. Then I'll come back and ask it." Like trying to corner, yeah. you know? Yeah. So I wish Job would have, you know, if that's how he felt. That's the part too that's frustrating is like. I don't think the coaches and the team would be upset with him if he looked at the reporter and said, are you trying to say I'm faking an injury? Like, you know what I mean? Right. Um, But again, it's just, I've learned my lesson in the past thinking these media guys don't know anything. And I'm trying to figure out, okay, who are the ones you can really trust as far as when they say something, it's an honest, it's an honest assessment. It's, Hey, they've heard this. And hearing Wildy and Tausch have that conversation just really kind of set me back. Like, they know something else that's going on behind the scenes. That's the only thing. If it was just the injury and nothing else, I'm totally cool with it. And I still want Jair on the team. I don't like that they made him the highest-paid corner, seeing that we play a Fangio-style defense. It's not money, you know, as best you can spend it. However, he is one of the top corners in the league when he's healthy, right? So, yeah, um, absolutely. And, and, all the way around for sure. And Jair's been nothing but consistent as far as any of this, like Jair Alexander has been nothing but Jair Alexander through, through all the ups and downs, the injury list and everything, like the way he's talking to the media, like, you know what I mean? I guess I'm kind of shocked that people are kind of so surprised by this. It's like, this is how he is. He's been this way since day one, since we drafted him, he's an outspoken guy, you know, you're not going to like everything he says sometimes. And you know, I'm I'm with I'm with that crowd too. You know, I hear you. It's hard to hear a guy talk trash and you know run your mouth when you're not able to contribute. You know, but we got to play devil's advocate. And maybe you're right, Clayton. Maybe there is something else going on there. I hope um, not. not sure and I, I do too. But but I can tell you whether or not you know Wildy and Tausch have some kind of inside information or not. We still don't know. We still don't know for certain if there is or there isn't. But I can tell you this. I can tell you this. If he comes back healthy and he plays lights out football, uh, we're not going to hear any more of this chatter. Right. You know, we love job when he's on and doing his thing. You know, it's like, I don't know. I'm just trying to be fair here. And, uh, you know, part of being a fan and supporting your team and your players is supporting them 100 percent of the time. Even if you don't necessarily agree with attitude or or the way they're saying certain things, um, I'm going to defend a player who's basically outright being accused of lying of a, about an injury. Right. That's, that's just how to, I feel. You got to take people for, for their word until they prove otherwise. And yep. um, yeah, again, it, it's the only thing that's, that's setting me back is, is knowing those guys are, or kind of 
dropping these hints that something else is going on behind the scenes. That's the part where I, I, I kind of step back and go, dang, that sucks. And you notice how they won't divulge it, though? You know, mm-hmm. the why, why can't you, if you've got the info, spill it. If you're this... Right. If you're if you've got it, spill it. You know, we're the kings of the anonymous source now, right? In the media. Oh, you don't have to throw someone under the bus, but just tell the story then. If there's something there, say it. Don't elude that there might be because you're yeah, you know, I don't and know. That's the thing too. Maybe I'm digging too deep into that myself, but they may just be referring to that outburst in the locker room when he said that that day. I'm tired of being scolded for things I'm saying to you guys. So uh, that's that true. could be it too. So I might be digging too deep. Uh, Omer in the chat says Clayton's on the mark with his comments, as is Tim. For the most part, I agree with all they're saying. Um, let's see. Jim in the chat said uh, Packers definitely have to take care of their own business. We can't depend on other teams to help. Absolutely. Yep. That's all you can ask for in a season like this, too. Uh, Jim also asked uh, kind of the same thing that, that you were talking about, Tim. Didn't Jair refuse surgery? It seems like that's how I remember it, too, but I'm not 100 percent sure, Jim. Um, Omer in the chat said, again, the fan base is split on him or get rid of him. It's wild. We're not getting rid of them guys. Like they're, they're not going to get rid of Jair. Just stop. Hey, you know what though, Tim, I agree with you. That's where my money would be right now. But I said the same thing about Aaron Rodgers after they signed him to a three year, $150 million fully guaranteed contract. And they traded him the next year. And I said, I'm done trying to predict this stuff. <laughs> yeah, so, that's true. It's that's wild. True. man. Just, you know, who would have thought that it, you know, before, yeah, I get it. You want to move on. I got it. But after signing him to that contract and setting yourself up for a $41 million cap penalty for a second round pick, I think everything's on the table, especially if there is something behind the scenes and Josh going to them saying, look, you know, I'm not happy here. I'm not happy with how I'm being told. I can't say what I want to say. I just think that then why didn't they trade him instead of Rasul? That's the yeah. That was the big thing for me too. Oh, it was so bad. Why did Rasul go? And you know what's funny is if we look back, then if we didn't give Ja the bag and we let Jair walk, or Jair's playing football somewhere else right now, one hundred percent Rasul Douglas is still a Green Bay Packer. Yeah. Right. So I, yeah, I have to agree with that. I mean, who knows? And I agree with you, Clayton. Who knows how this is going to play out? So like, be careful with the sweeping predictions. You're right. Um, so maybe I should walk back my Jair isn't going anywhere comments because you're right. It's the NFL, not for long. We don't we don't know. And you're right. After what we saw Goody do with Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> uh, a- after how we've seen this Bakhtiari uh, contract and saga play out. I mean, I I don't know. You're right. I guess I, I guess I can't say that. My gut is telling me that he's a Packer for a while, but. Yeah. You know, I don't know. It's I, I just don't agree with the sentiment that just because a guy's injured that he's he's magically supposed to not be himself anymore. And that, you know, Jair should just be some stoic, keep his mouth shut guy. And it's just not not who he is. So, yeah, it's not going to happen. Yeah, it's or, not going to happen. So now you're mad because because why he's hurt and he can't play. So you're mad okay. that he's being him. I just you know, that's just my take on it. As a famous coach once said, to him, I'm not going to. So quit asking. Uh, uh, I see Jeff Jeff Silky in the chat. Do me a favor, Jeff. Shoot me an email as soon as you can. PackerSolaccess at gmail.com. We'll get uh, get everything confirmed that you, you know, it is you and not someone faking to be you with the email. And that way I can get your address and send you or P.O. box, whatever, and send you that autographed Dorsey Levens jersey, man. You definitely, uh, you won that contest. So congratulations on that. Chris N. in the chat said, Tim, I don't think you're in the minority. Um, I don't know if you've kept up with it or not, not Tim at all or not tim but the 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 fan base is kind of split on this um but 
like he said, I, I don't think you're in the minority. It seems like the loud fans, the really loud fans are the ones that, and that's not a rude, I'm just saying the people who are more vocal than others on Twitter, they seem to be speaking out against Jair. But I bet if you did a vote, the, the large majority would probably be saying, hey, look, shut up. There's nothing wrong with what Jair's doing, you know. Um, so I think that's what Chris N's saying there. Uh, Omer in the chat says, uh, but hard when you don't know behind the scenes what is going on in the locker room, what the doctors are saying, and what what's in Jair's head. Absolutely. That's yeah, kind of like that with Bakhtiari, too. You know, Bakhtiari kind of got me a little bit like, you know, it was the Packers doctors that took care of that knee. I almost wonder if he's got a little bit of resentment. Like, dang, I did everything y'all asked me to do, and this thing keeps blimping up on me. That's well, kind of well, what makes me think about Aaron Rodgers when he had his surgeries. He he elected to fly to California and have his guy do it, right? Yep. And we're not trying to throw anybody under the bus. Don't no. think we got an inside track here and we're bashing the because I was told by one of the gatekeepers you're not allowed to say anything about the training staff. Okay. It's just that's off topic too. So we got to yep. check the film, Tim, before we make a comment like that. Um <laughs> R showers in the chat says questioning Jair's manhood is one thing, but the lack of info given he got the bag is not helping things. Uh, Packer, Packers communication is pretty poor. Um, they're always going to keep everything in-house, though. Showers, you know how that goes, man, for sure. And rightfully so, I think. Uh, Jim, I like Jair's personality. A lot of people do, man. And, and the thing we've noticed, too, Tim, is like you and I are kind of the cutoff. We're about the same age, right? We're at that age where I don't really care. I, you know, I'm all about free speech. And, look, be yourself as long as you're not hurting anybody else. I don't care what you do. You can whatever. The older crowd, the people that are, you know, say 10 years older than us, they don't like Jair. And everyone who's younger than us, they love his personality. So it's funny how the differing, you know, opinions come with the differing age groups for sure. Chris in the chat said, I just think Jai is a super weird dude or super weird attitude. Um, definitely different. There's no way, no doubt about that. Deb Fish says that Dallas is up seven to nothing. I think they actually might have went up a little bit more now, but uh, we'll check back on it here in just a second. Um, let's see here. Jim says, Tim, do you think Jaws' shoulder will heal? Let's break out Dr. Tim here, man. Tim, do you think that shoulder is going to heal? What's wrong with the shoulder? Well, I'd like to know, man. I, I haven't heard any details of you. No, I haven't either. So, I mean, all I, can do is, all I can do is speculate, right? So, yeah, let me put my Dr. Tim hat on. Um, I don't know. You, you smack up a shoulder really good. You miss a, basically half a season. Takes you a while to come back. You're kind of in and out, um, re-aggravate it again. Um, I don't think it ever gets better. I think you just learn to deal with this new, you know, bag of bones and tissue that is your shoulder now. And uh, you find ways to to play through it or deal with it. Um, but again, it's, you know, it's a DB with a shoulder injury that, that presents problems, presents problems when you're trying to come up and defend a pass. It, presents problems when you're trying to wrap up and tackle, let alone just shoulder hitting someone. So, you know, I don't think Jaws in a situation where it's going to get better. I think it seems like he's in a situation where he's trying to do all he can week to week to be ready to go for Sunday. And if he's not there, they're not going to, hey, you know, you alluded to this, Clayton, this is the time of the year for guys to go ahead. If you're going to miss, miss these, miss, mix these next couple games. Um, so maybe that's the logic. Maybe Jaws at 95% and they're like, yeah, it ain't worth it. Let's send him another week. You know, um, I, I don't know. I, I just don't think if you've got a nagging, it was like Clay Matthews with the hamstring, right? Did any of us ever think his hamstring was going to get better? No. Clay just found ways to, to deal with it and keep it as best he could with what that hamstring was to finish out his career. And to his credit, he did it. So I think John might be the same deal with the, with the shoulder. 
You know, is it lots of physical therapy? Is it ice, heat? Is it, you know, cortisone shot? Is it, you know, whatever they got to do? I mean, that's the thing. They call it behind the scenes for a reason. There's a lot that we don't know and we don't see. I can't imagine what it takes being a player in that situation to try to get your body ready to go put yourself through the gauntlet every single Sunday. So, you know, I'm just going to, like I said, I'm going to err on the side of, you know, Jair wants to play football. And maybe some of this attitude is just pure frustration of the fact that he can't be out there, you know? And so he feels like what he needs to do is be a inspirational leader and maybe, you know, show these young corners, you know, what swag and confidence means and how to walk the walk and talk the talk. If that's all he can do to contribute to this team, I'm all for it. You know, guys are different types of leaders. So, but no, I think Jaws shoulder is going to improve. Hopefully I'm wrong, right? Every time I say something like that, I look stupid. So, Hopefully, all of a sudden, you know, he looks great and he's playing next week against Tampa and it's it's awesome. So I, you know, I don't know, man, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and just support my guy no matter what. I love him when he's on the field and I got to I got to love him when he's off the field, too, even if I don't agree with everything. Welcome to the podcast world, Tim, where when you talk as much as we do, you're always going to be wrong, my man. It's going to happen. <laughs> there's, yep. there's no getting around it, man. Uh, Doug Pointer in the chat said, wouldn't it make sense for the organization to get out in front of this Josh situation before it taints the locker room? I imagine they have had conversations behind the scenes. The part that's also puzzling to me is hearing Matt LaFleur's comments when they ask him about it. He says, yeah, it's just frustrating. And he just kind of changes the subject. I'm going, ooh, that seemed like there's a little something else there. Um, just It's just odd to respond that way. But um, he kind of responded the same way with David Bakhtiari. Two people thought, now that I think about it, I'm kind of, you know, thinking out loud here, Tim, he said, I'm tired of talking about it. I'm tired of talking about it. Right. And people took that as, Oh, he's frustrated with David Bakhtiari and he wasn't. Um, so, you know, one of those situations too. Tim Reese says, Ja hasn't changed the last couple of years. The media love him. He doesn't sound or look any different from last year. He's edgy, but I bet the box, the, I bet the locker room loves him. Um, I'm just sending positive vibes. Yeah. You could tell, I mean, I, I think all of his teammates do. Um, yeah. I do. Where, you know, Where's the problem in the locker room? other than this narrative that there might be one, this speculation that there might be one. We're, we're on a three-game win streak, boys. Like, what? Winning talk fixes everything. Got to find some dirty laundry, my man. You know how it is. Yeah, and I, I get it. And that's what certain <laughs> members of the media like to do. And when you start controversy and you start speculate, speculating or create a narrative, it drives clicks. It drives content. We're not naive to that. We understand how this business of media works. Um, I, I have no way to react, but other than my way as a fan, cause I'm a fan and, uh, I'm just going to ride with my guy, man. You know, it is what it is. Yeah. Trying to get a score here up there. Cause it looks like Dallas is pushing the ball again and they end up boat. They might end up boat racing Philly. They're at midfield four minutes left in the first quarter. Dallas is winning seven to nothing over Philly. There's your, your PTA update. Uh, <laughs> your live uh, look. Omer said Dallas should be tough to beat but they're pretty evenly matched with those two teams. I guess talking about the game tonight. Yeah, it's, it's cool to see two teams that have different styles, different schemes, kind of lock horns. It's always a good thing. Gray Matter Gray Matter 2006 says, if the defense is, is struggling with shoulders and the offense is struggling with hammies, then the defense should probably stop hitting our receivers so hard in practice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to pass on that one. Red Mo says, Jai is a goofy dude, but he's unapologetically himself, and I respect that. He wanted to play the last time he was injured, and this is no different. He wants to go ball out. Something else he mentioned, too, it's worth uh, noting, is he he pointed out in that pressure, I played hurt multiple times this year. 
right? And I think he's kind of seeing like the last time he played hurt and he hurt it again. Um, maybe that's kind of the frustration that he's seeing there. If you guys would hit that like button for us real quick so other Packer fans can find this channel, find this content. We appreciate you guys hanging out with us, guys and gals hanging out with us here on the Sunday evening. Paul Robertson says, uh, people complained about the defense not being tough enough and we need more, quote, edgy players. Jai's an edgy player and half the Green Bay fans can't handle it now, shaking my head. It is funny. We used to be kind of the nice franchise, you know, uh, Tim. It was, it was kind of like, um, you know, we just need some dogs out there. We need some, you know, some guys to be kind of edgy and hard. You get someone like Josh got a little swag and people freak out. Um, it's just uh, you're never gonna. I'm I'm as bad at this as anybody, putting all the fans into one group, and that's just not the case. Everybody, you know, fans different, and everybody's got got their positives, as Mike McCarthy says, uh, you know, the likes and their dislikes. It's just uh, it's just cool to see how everybody reacts to different topics. You know, um, it's definitely uh. It's definitely awesome to see all the, the diversity within the Packer fan base. Jeff in the chat says, Jai is a hell of a player, but when he wasn't elected captain last year, I wondered what was going on behind closed doors. See, I forgot about that, Jeff. Why well, you got to bring it up, my man? That was frustrating for me. I, I definitely didn't like that, that uh, that they, uh, you know, didn't name him captain and he openly spoke out about it. That bothered me a little bit. I can't lie. Uh, let's see here what else we got. Um Jeff says, I'm not hating on Ja. When he is on, he's lights out. Dude is a $100 million corner. Yeah, man, that last game when he played against the Rams, like Tim said, you're only as good as your last game, man. Tim Reese says, I'm 10 years older than you, Clay, and I love him. Ha-ha, you boomer. Tim, you uh, boomer. My man. I like it. You look young, though, brother. You age him well over there. Um, all right, let's do this real quick, Tim. Let's look at the North. I know uh, Omer was talking about it earlier. Um so the way the North sits right now, Detroit's in first place at nine and four. Minnesota's in second place at seven and six. Packers at six and six. Obviously, we'll get that odd game out of the way tomorrow. And then uh, Chicago at five and eight. Which Chicago's doing a little bit better than I thought they were when I looked at the overall record here. Um, just you know, being one win behind us, really. But when you look at the division percentage, okay, if you look over the far right, the projections they got Detroit projected at eleven point one wins. The Packers projected at nine point two. The Minnesota Vikings projected at eight point one, and the uh, Chicago Bears at six point seven. Okay, so obviously this is uh, advanced analytics that's kind of going into the remaining schedule along with the healthy players, all those things. So Detroit's chances of winning the division is seventy seven point five percent. Green Bay Packers is fifteen percent. And the Minnesota Vikings is seven and a half percent. That would suggest we're going to finish ahead of the Vikings, Tim, with the remaining schedule and all the injuries Minnesota's dealing with. That's great news. Um, as far as chances of making the postseason, Detroit has a 97.5% chance. Minnesota is at 40.8. The Green Bay Packers are now at 71.3%. And the Chicago Bears are holding out hope at their 2.0%. So we're now up to 71.3% chance of making the playoffs Tim that's great news in my opinion um really really excited to uh to see them finish strong here and let's uh, let's earn it man let's get into the uh playoffs man January football come on dude come on I'm all about it um anything else you want to hit on before we uh talk about Pat Mahomes as we get ready to wrap up here dude um sure really quick yes I hope the Vikings implode and uh I hope the Packers uh leapfrog them and uh, just one little circle back comment about the whole behind the curtain and behind the scenes thing at 1265. Let me tell you, a lot of fans, um, you know, often like to talk about how, you know, Green Bay is unique in the NFL that we're, we play things close to the hip up here. And, you know, behind the scenes is something that's very guarded and it's very hard to get a look behind the curtain that the Packers are not 
um, very open with sharing their inner workings all the time. And oh. I know it can be frustrating in a society and in a world, like you said, Clayton, it's 2023. We are surrounded by everyone sharing everything all the time. Cameras everywhere, behind the scenes look, check this out. This is, I love the fact that we do things different here. I, I respect this organization. It's a testament to the old school era of football. What what happens inside 1265 is their business, right? What happens inside my house is my business. And if you ain't invited in my house, you don't know my business. And, Stop playing with them. <laughs> and it's a it's a rare thing in the NFL now where, you know, a lot of teams are an open book and we've got more access than we've ever had before, which is also a good thing. I'm not saying that's detrimental to each his own, but there's something about, you know, being a little bit closer to the chest with your information and your, you know, inner workings and and movements. And maybe we don't understand everything. Hey, there's a reason for that. There's a reason for that. So uh, I'm with it. I support it. I'm just going to throw my hat in that, in that ring of argument that I actually think it's a good thing that we're still a little, little stuck in our ways when it comes to, you know, keeping things private. Some things don't need to be shared people. Not everything needs to be shared. I love we got Omer in here saying stop talking about John. Ja, everybody in the chat's commenting on Ja. <laughs> <laughs> so I was just talking about the Packers. I didn't talk about yeah, no, no, it's just hilarious. It's like I don't I don't know what to do to make them happy. I'm, I'm gonna try my best. <laughs> Red Mo says, so how about them other 52 players? There you go. Uh <laughs> Green and Go said, Will it heal? Yeah. Someday, <laughs> someday it will. Doug in the chat said, the sad part is there are a lot of, quote, boomers, I am one, who want Ja gone. That's dumb, as you guys say. Just wish he wouldn't talk about running the table until he's back on the field. Yeah, it's it's kind of a tough look there for sure. Um, saying, yeah, I told y'all we were going to run the table. And it's like, y'all, like, are we? Like, come on, bro, you get, get back on the field or just stop talking about it. Uh, R. Shower says, if Jair is the team leader, then have him on the sideline next to the D.C. and nobody needs to say anything. Optics matter and no young team needs a potential distraction. We understand what you're saying, but in order to be next to the D.C., it'd have to be upstairs in the booth. But I got you, man. It'd be it'd be cool to see him kind of helping coach up some of the young players. But, you know, with Ja, that'd probably be a show, you know. He'd be faking that, and that's not Jair. Jair's not going to be fake. He's going to be himself. There's no doubt about that. This one right here is going to get you real amped up, Tim. Chris N says, Packers on HBO next year, baby. What do you think, Tim? Not if we make the playoffs. What are you, you talking got about? got that right, baby. We, we're dodging the about, bullet. Man. We are playoffs. dodging the bullet. Playoffs. What? what did you say? Uh, playoffs? Don't talk about right. Yeah, we're going to talk about man, We're running the table, man. We're running the table. I told you. we winning out. <laughs> That's what Jair said, baby. All right, let's do this. Wrap up with little Pat Mahomes. You know, we're sitting here talking about culture and, you know, is Jair bad for the team? Some people think he is. We don't think he is. Um, you know, we had had a little incident here with Pat Mahomes today, the leader of all leaders, right, Mr. Uh, MVP and Super Bowl MVP himself. First of all, Tim always gets a kick out of this picture. Here here you see Pat Mahomes with uh, his <laughs> – Mahomes when he was younger here, man, that cracked me up when you drew that comparison. That's Chiefs fans are going to come after me for this one, but <laughs> look like Darlene from Roseanne back in the nineties. It's funny watching all the the youngins trying to figure out Darlene and Roseanne right now. Get on, man, get on the Google. Pat Mahomes did look a little weird when he was younger, didn't he? That's what they're thinking. They have no idea right now. <laughs> now, so we had a little outburst on the sideline today from Pat Mahomes. They said he was going after a ref. Here it is. Right. You can see him kind of being held back. It always cracks me up that someone's being held back. It's like, 
Right. I'm sure you had an opportunity to do what you want to do there, Hoss. Now you got to play all tough. He got tough. real tough once he got over to his bench and had his team <laughs> team behind him. Right. And this right here was the real scene, in my opinion. He looks like a little kid throwing a temper tantrum. Look how he throws that down. Man, I yeah. no. I know, There's the guy right there. There. See, they keep Chiefs fans. Y'all want to be mad at somebody? If Kansas City wants to be mad. Be mad at the guy who lined up in a neutral zone when you guys scored the game-winning touchdown. Tim said, that's that man right there. Right there, Kadarius Toney. And, and hey, I'm not going to drag a player. He made a mistake. It is what it is. But if you want to be frustrated, you know, be frustrated at your guy for for having a lapse in uh, communication there and costing you. Because that was a brilliant play. That was a heads-up play by Kelsey uh, to, you know, play some 1920-style football there and just – throw that ball back to his boy for the, for the tutter. But Hey, when you line up on the ball, it kind of screws you over. Right. Yeah. I just don't get it. Did you see the play though? Where, like, where was the, the call that Mahomes wanted would have been ticky tack at best. Right. For sure. And, and it, what's crazy is, you know, they've, they've set precedent. He gets those kind of calls all the time. So now when it goes against them, he expects those calls. It's like they used to say about Dale Earnhardt back in the day when I was a NASCAR fan. It's like Dale would wreck everyone on the track every single week to get an advantage. And when someone wrecked him or they tried to penalize him for wrecking someone, he said it was like letting a dog pee on the rug for six months and then whooping him one day. He'd look at you like, (laughs) what's the deal here? Same thing with Pat Mahomes. He's used to getting all those calls. And I know Chiefs fans disagree about it, but it's it's a fact, man. Our showers in the chat said everyone should screenshot that and drop it in the Chiefs forum. That could get <laughs> fire. I think our showers in here instigates what I think is going on, man. I don't know. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Uh Jeff Silky in the chat says the Packers have some new stuff going on in the new building. They they think gives them an advantage over the rest of the league. Murphy said as much. I don't know if you're being sarcastic or if that really happened or not. Um, I do like this though. Donald in the chat says Packers broke the lines and the Chiefs. It kind of feels like it. It does kind of feel like it. All it takes, man, is one or two teams cracking the code and other teams start to follow. And now what they've got to do is they've got to take a step back and go, okay, the league is on us right now. we got to change things up. And that's what we talk about, the cyclical nature, the copycat league that is the NFL. It's what makes it so great, what makes the parity so so strong um, in the National Football League. So. Tim, let's wrap this big bear up, man. We're over an hour getting ready to hit it. What else you got for these fine folks here in the chat? You're muted, brother. We got it. We got it in. There it is. One of the tall ones for the the show. (laughs) Tune in tomorrow for my next one. Um, No, but uh, uh, big game, Monday night football, primetime football. Um, Yeah, you're right, Clayton. This has all the makings of a trap game, but I'm going to go ahead and and be Jair right now and be confident and – and, and say we are let's let's boat race this team on Monday right. night football. Let's boat race. So all of you Sean Clifford lovers out there can see some Sean Clifford in the fourth quarter. I'm talking <laughs> 52 to 10 epic blowout. Let's let I'm saying we're due. You're right, Clayton. You alluded to this before. We're as fans. We're due for something. You know, I, I don't want to bite these nails throughout the game. I want to enjoy a nice Monday night boat race right that'll be nice you know um and i think it's possible um as long as the the team takes this seriously which i think they will and uh you know we go out and continue to win we we control our own destiny by winning football games that's all we can control all we should be focused on right now is winning ball games so uh looking forward to that matchup tomorrow night prime time under the lights 
banged up Packers team on the road again. Um, I just hope they continue to, to keep playing at a high level. And um, I think we're going to get the dub for sure. Oh, Tim said it. Tim called the shot. Um, yeah, you know, man, I, when you got a trap game, the best thing to do is just go out there 110 mile an hour. Yep. And, you know, if you go out there to play not to win and, okay, they're kind of a weak team, let's hold this back, let's make sure we don't make mistakes now. Go out there like you like you did with the Lions and the Chiefs. Yep. And if you make mistakes, make them big, right? But but come out there and play your game and uh, and do everything you can to, to, to keep that momentum going, right? Because coming down the stretch here, it's going to take you create or keeping the momentum to get into the playoffs. And sometimes it's not the best thing that you've already got momentum coming into the back quarter. Sometimes it takes a loss right there at the end to create some momentum and make a run at the postseason. But with this right here, man, I think, uh, I think we got a shot, dude. I think we got a shot to do something special, but I, I just want to see them come out and boat race them. Like you said, I'm not, that's not a prediction. I'm not saying they should boat race them. I'm just simply saying rather than coming there kind of playing conservative, just, I mean, go, I about said something bad. Go all in, right? Go all off. I keep forgetting I'm on a pod sometimes. Um, <laughs> and just just lay it all out there and just go 110 mile an hour, right? If if Aaron Jones is good to go, awesome. If not, sit him on the bench and just spread this thing out and wing it all over those DBs. As long as they're going to continue to play that single high like we talk about their tendency show, don't be scared. Don't try to play conservative. Yes, you want to protect the ball, but just, I mean, put it on them early. Get them behind to where they have to – lean on the pass more than the run. If they're playing from ahead, it's going to be a dogfight. I really believe that. Yeah. But if we jump out to an early lead, man, I'm going to tell you right now, if we do come out there and beat them by, by you know, more than 14 points, then this is going to be me during the post game right here. Those Russians are built different. That's, that's going to be me and you at Lambeau week 17. <laughs> <laughs> for those of you on the pod that is a drunk russian on what looks to be a grizzly bear drinking vodka so it might get a little loose during the post game show if they do come out and uh and uh and win big but again not trying to be cocky just saying like the the best way to avoid a trap game just go out there and, and turn it loose man don't try to play safe don't try to play conservative for sure so omer said he agrees um let's see here what else we got in the chat Jeff in the chat said, Clayton, no joke, the Packers have something they think gives them a competitive advantage. And then O'Mara says that secondary in their D is their strength. They run the ball effectively and control the clock. We're going to have issues. And then J.K. just did the laughing emoji because of the drunk rushing, I'm sure. But with that being said, guys, we're going to get out of here. Appreciate y'all hanging out with us. Um, again, the big news tonight, Jair is, has been ruled out for the game, okay? Um, obviously, we're still in the number seven seed, which is good news. We got a chance to uh, – to kind of take another step forward tomorrow night. We're going to be back tomorrow morning with uh, Good Morning Lambo, And then I'm going to do a pregame show. Tim, you're welcome to join me for all this. Um, we'll do a pregame show about an hour and a half before the game, bringing you guys the last second inactives to kind of get you set for Packers Giants on Monday Night Football. And then at the uh, in the uh, the witching hour, if you will, after the game, probably somewhere around midnight, we'll go live for a postgame show and give you guys a wrap-up for what we hope will be a, uh, a nice little victory post-game show. So that's the plan. But, Tim, appreciate you uh, jumping in here, man. It was good to have you back. For those of you uh, in the chat, really appreciate you all hanging out with us. As always, you guys always make the show. For those of you listening on the pod, thank you for making us a part of your day. We'll see you tomorrow morning. As always, let's go out and be the change we want to see in the world. Go Pack Go. The power sweep.
Actually, it's the it's the lead play in our in our offense. Tell the tackle, take the defensive end. If he's over, that's the attack. You drive down the first man who's inside. Pull back and get him. Take the first man outside the offense. Exactly. No one shows. Go right by them and field inside. If the YN has the linebacker taken out, that's inside. If the YN has the linebacker in, he comes all the way around. If you look at this play, what we're trying to get is a seal here and a seal here and try to run this play in the 